we, yeah, we yeah. crack on crack on so we, we i'm so come... unprepared oh man <laughs> um my suggestions are kind of all over the place as well there's there's two yeah. that i'm fully confident in fully confident one 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 of them i'm super confident because i actually saw it played live but uh one yeah. i'm not so confident and then one of them i'm kind of like all right let's just let's just fucking try this one out but um yeah we need to come up with a name for this because I want to make this a monthly thing. So we should we should come up with like a little kind of like da, 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 name for it. But uh, essentially, this is so we did this last month. I think we recorded it on April sixteenth. So what we're doing is any album that was made after April sixteenth to April twenty. What's today? Twenty eighth is uh, what's the word? Would you use valid? Is eligible 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 very yeah eligible for this 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 episode i'm very drunk at the moment by the way i've had a few drinks but um yeah yeah just had a few but um so i thought it was classic (laughs) what i I thought i thought we were doing uh like something that you like that yeah we are anytime something oh i thought you were saying it has to be from no and then something something that's new Oh, one one of each. But I thought we did two of two new ones and one old one. How many do you have? Oh well I couldn't. <laughs> How many episodes? <laughs> because I was going to do two old and one new, and you went, How about we do two new and one old? And then we were I was like, okay, fine, we could do two. So wait, I what could, have you got? I I had like set in my head that it was gonna be one new one old i don't remember saying any of that man uh you don't have no proof even though it was definitely written down in facebook messenger uh so i I have i have how many albums do you have prepared listen if i add another one in it's going to be roughly as prepared as the others are so okay that's okay so 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 are you okay for doing three yeah yeah i do three Uh, yeah okay (laughs) okay we'll do three i was gonna Uh, mention three anyway uh, do you want me to go? For, well, I, I go first then, so then you can have you can have time to think of one. Uh, yeah, no, no, I no, I, I, yeah, you go first. Okay, okay. Well, well what I want to do first is what we, we do the shout outs first, the ones that didn't make it. Ye- sure. You don't sound so confident. It doesn't matter. So, uh, the ones, so the, 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 okay, so I'll go through the old, no, I'll go through the new albums that I was listened to first. So, um, one I think everybody should listen to if they like, um, kind of old school black metal is, um, a band called Seth. I was kind of put off by the fact that their name is just Seth, <laughs> like S E T H. It's a weird name to me of a metal band, but the album is, uh, La Monsieur de Christ. Um, it's just a cool album. Just sounds awesome. And then if anybody likes, uh, likes their hardcore really weird and just not like not straightforward, um, the arms new album, ultra pop is fantastic. Really, really good. Kind of these kind of glitchy soundscapes with just heavy and fun and just a really, it's just a good vibe. I only listened to it because it was called ultra pop. I thought it was like going to be like, like PC, uh, PC music, like, uh, AG cook or Charlie XCX that kind of stuff because it was called I was like oh it's probably yeah. like uh, bubblegum pop is what I like to call it but uh, it's not <laughs> it's it's really heavy <laughs> and then the other one is um, Spectral Wound uh, Diabolic Thirst is another amazing it's, it's just a black metal album as well uh, I will address 
most of my picks today are uh, extremely heavy. And they're he- they're probably heavier. I know, Zach, you were saying is metal like uh, this thing that you have to go for the heavier thing all the time. Uh, like I found sauce. an album. I found like hot sauce. I found like la- you said the last one, but I found an album that I think is actually heavier than the the Portrait of Guilt album. Um, that's one of my suggestions. So yes, it is. But uh, then um, for old albums that I was listening to over the past month. I was listening to uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's Emotion, which I think is just a phenomenal pop album. And the only reason why I was, well, the reason why it came back into my attention was that I finished Mr. Robot for like the third time in a row. And I realized that Run Away With Me um, was used at a very pinnacle scene. And Run Away With Me is a fucking beautiful pop song. Um, I think it's the opener to that album. Mm. Then after that is A uh, A Mac. So like A and then, you know, like A, A, like yeah, A-Mac, the Irish group. I had no idea she was fuck. I had no idea she was Irish. Oh, really? No idea. <laughs> no idea. She came up in this noise, this random noise playlist on Spotify. And I hadn't a notion. Really? And then she had a song with Seba Safe called um, uh, I Dance in the Kitchen on My Own. And I was like, Jesus. Yeah, good for I Seb- good for Good for Seba Safe. Fuck me. Going international. <laughs> and then listened to it. I was like, what the fuck? And then it went into like her related artists. And the number one was The Scratch. And I was like, why is the Scratch number one? And then it was like, there was just all these, there's all these other Irish bands. And I was like, wait, what the fuck is going on? And then it is, I was like, she's, she's from, uh, where is she? I think she's from Dundalk. I might be wrong, but I think she's from, but she, fucking amazing musician. Uh, but her EP, uh, gla- class exercises, such, so cool. Like it makes me, and again, it tied in with the whole Mr. Robot thing of thinking about computer hacking the whole time. It made me feel, maybe go mm. into like, oh, I just thought it was great. And then, um, Dead Sarah's debut, is kind of like a hard rock album with like blues and country thrown in. Um, I used to, I was a big fan of it when I was like 15 or 16. Um, highly recommend it. Monumental Holiday is like the pinnacle bar fights on. Um, like just a, these, this female with this kind of like classic grungy and just fuck you attitude. You know it's great. I have been looking for a new bar fight song for the 7th of June. Oh, Monumental Holiday. Yeah, but Monumental is it's such a good song. Like, uh, I'd highly recommend Dead Sarah. Um, and they they kind of went even further. So that was their de- the debut album. The second the second mm. album they kind of went further with the the country and blues thing. And I didn't really like it when I listened to it when I was younger. But now I listen to them just like Jesus. These guys were onto something. Their later stuff is kind of they've gone into the they've gone a bit more pop. Anyway, and then my final recommendation is. Um, Yesterday, I found out how Riley Gale died. Uh, he was the lead singer for Power Trip, um, mm. and he was a singer that died way too young. Di- died way before he should have. Um, and Power, I just want to recommend Power Trip to anybody who likes metal or thrash metal. They're an unbelievably good band, and um, would say just definitely check them out. They're they need to be recognized. They're a fantastic band. So that would be kind of my last recommendation. Power Trip, they're so good. Like even just listen to Swing of the Axe. No executioner's axe. Holy shit! It's so good. But uh, that'd be my that'd be my recommendations for shoutouts. Uh, talked a lot nice. there. Ja- Zach, it's your turn. It's <laughs> no, all good, man. Um, shoutouts. I was like fumbling around while you were talking there, and I I'm really sorry that I had to do that because I was like, Shh, I don't have any shoutouts. Uh, I'll do them like rapid fire quick. Uh, I've been loving Squid's new album. Um, oh, yeah, really yeah, like that. Their debut album. Really fun. Um, there's a group called Tekka Tekka. They're a Japanese sort of psychedelic garagey surf rock band. They're really good. Um, then there's like two more things. There's this thing that I heard yesterday for the first time and only time I was in work and someone put it on. It's released today. It's 
it's by Sedibus. Sedibus is the name. And like, I don't normally listen to this kind of music, but it was like, well, I kind of do, but S-E-D-I-B-U-S. But it was, it's like, it's, it's one of the guys, I think, from The Orb, the like electronic group. But it's just oh, like this okay. kind of electronic album that I just, it was on in work and I was just like loving it. I was just in my own little world and uh, yeah, yeah, had to that. like... Yeah, and then this other one that I heard again in work, which probably I would be talking more about if I had more time to listen to it, because I heard it yesterday for the first time. I can't. I actually had heard one of the songs before because I went to say add a specific song to a playlist, and it was like you've already added this. To, I was like, what? Are you sure you <laughs> want to add it again? Happens. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, Shintaro Sakamoto, uh, okay. his album. We can't remember what it's called in English because the the Spotify version is all in Japanese, but it's like amazing soft like uh, soft sort of rock funk stuff that sounds like it's from like the seventies kind of Steely Dan ish, oh. but like it's so good and it's kind of like a little dreamy, little trippy. It is so good. I need to listen to it more. I have it like in a cart waiting for next week's pay to like buy it off the internet already. I haven't ever listened to it like one and a half times and I'm obsessed, but I just haven't don't haven't listened to it enough to like talk about it. So yeah, yeah, those would be my shout outs. Right. So, um, <laughs> so you're going to find this uh, kind of, uh, what's the word? Do you ever have those months where you've just been basically being kind of like you have kind of an existential thing of being like, oh, what am I doing? Where am I going? Kind of shit. I had. Oh, that you mean May? May, yeah, it's going or April, be. as it was known May. last month, and I believe yes. it went by the name of March before. I'm familiar. Yes. yes. I'm familiar uh, well, I had. I don't know what it was. So, like, I think like last month when we were doing this, I was listening to quite like lovely music. Um, over the course of this month, I've been listening to fairly destructive music. Um, but not not because I'm like pissed off or anything, but it just it helps calm me down. And it came, so I was listening to music that kind of um has a has a place that's going somewhere, but also uh makes you think, but it's also very angry. So uh, I'm gonna start my first new album off, which I think is the like yeah, it's more recent than my next pick. So it's about by a band called. Uh, uh, pupil slicer is their name as in pupil for your eye slicer and the name of the album is mirrors amazing uh, it's a it's a it's oh man we haven't even begun but um pupil slicer pupil slicer yeah now i thought when i heard the name um gouging I, eyes wasn't enough they had to go deeper and <laughs> gouging eyes is taken slice those but, uh, pupils gouging eyes is taken but um people actually i think the name pupil slicer i'm pretty sure the band's name comes from I saw something online that it's like it's in reference to like a Dali painting or it's in reference to a reference of about Dali. But um, it's just a, it's a great image. Um, but I thought it was going to be like uh, when I saw the name and I saw people talking about it online, particularly on Reddit, I thought the band was going to be like a gore grind band or a grindcore band. They're not. They're actually a metalcore band and they're from London. So um, it's a trio and it's nuts that they're a trio. It's absolutely bizarre. Um, just we'll play, we'll show you a sample of their music in a second. But uh, the thing that really blew my mind was that it's it's their debut, and just with how relentlessly, <laughs> I know I said this a lot, relentlessly heavy that it is. So this would be kind of it's a metalcore band, 
Um, so if you're a fan of like early, um, early Ginger Escape Plan, who I'm a huge fan of, and early Converge, who I'm also a, a huge fan of, um, this would be very much up your street. Uh, it's cre- incredibly irregular in terms of the time signatures that are going on. Um, how violent and kind of just thrashy and just it's just relentlessly heavy it is um if you like vein as well be another one i suppose like if you like code orange as well it'd be kind of one of those ones but there's a shitload of math rock in it too which is great so like it just stylistically just all over the place but what really drew me to it was that um kate davies who's the singer Apparently this is her first, she never wanted to be a lyricist or a vocalist and she just happened to be the lyricist and the vocalist for the band. Um, Her singing on it is crazy. So it's not like this controlled or even practiced uh, growls or um, deep, uh, like wretched screaming. It almost sounds like somebody is actually screaming in desperation is the way that she delivers everything, which makes it way more... um, cathartic and just uh like imposing i suppose than somebody who has this you know not to say that she doesn't have control it just it it sounds more um immediate and more kind of uh necessary the music sounds more necessary if that makes sense than if it were to be sung by somebody who's singing in this kind of like practiced and done this shit for years kind of thing there's something very kind of instant and and that, that's not to say that the music is in it. The music hits you and the, the music is literally one of those types of music that um, slams your face over a counter type of shit. Like it's just nonstop. But um, like you'll hear it, uh, Zach, I'll show you now from, we'll say, we'll go with, we'll start with Martyrs. I'll show you Martyrs and then Martyrs will kind of give you uh, an instinct into the song. You can wow. see, you can see what I like. So I hate when you're listening to with this type of music when you're listening to breakdowns, um, which is what that was. So that last part that I showed you there was a breakdown. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know that already. I don't know why I'm talking to the musician about what a breakdown is. Uh, but, explain um, to the audience. Explain to the audience. But, uh, explain to the audience. So breakdown is kind of like. Uh, oh, now you put me on the spot. You kind of have these parts oh, where. Hang on. What? No, I was going to say like. Well, metal fans already know what a breakdown. Metal fans will know what a breakdown. I don't know. Just go for it. Just go for it. Well, I suppose it's the same as like a breakdown. It's the same as a breakdown in like electronic music. So you kind of have this standard beat, and then suddenly kind of deconstructs the 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 structure of it, I suppose, and kind of just goes into this. I don't know actually how to explain a breakdown. I know what it is, but I think that that's. I think I think I would my if I take a punt at it, right? Maybe this will make sense. I think a breakdown often is signified by a change in the song's feel Tempo. to become like more pronounced in the rhythm yeah. and like a sort of head ba- like a head banging sort of section if you like you can visualize like that but like where the rhythm kind of takes the like front okay yeah that's that's a great way of putting it and normally when it comes to this type of music which is why I don't normally listen to metalcore is they'll do breakdowns and you get the you know dun 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 and then it'll be like 
and then dun 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 and they're just throwing random shit in all of that felt like yeah. I know it sounds like they were throwing around but all of that was like oh this is actually like can you imagine playing that live the fucking oh no I the, was th- the, I was the gonna say that of it what really ridiculous. struck me was like I liked that breakdown because it was so the, the like the band was playing so together but also doing like just not conventional like they were really like kind of like improvisational jazz kind of like oh yeah, where yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. like really unusual kind of rhythms and yeah and the guitar sounds were amazing oh, the, the and, tone like, the guitar not... tone in it is lovely yeah but even even just i love the fact that like at the very end which is talking about with the vocals which is which is what really drew me into this album in terms of like picking it for this particular list was the um, how uh, at the, it's like it's wretched and stuff, and then at the end you can literally it's almost like she's crying, like you can really hear the the emotion mm. that's drawn into it, and then like that that's the that's the opener, and then it goes into a song called um, uh, "Stabbing Spiders," and it has, "Stabbing Spiders" has these like these notes kind of hitting in and these vocals hitting in that literally feels like it's like somebody with a knife just going like this. Such a it's so like sudden, sh- uh, sudden, sudden, and like just uh, in your face. Uh, and just the music switches up uh, constantly. Vilified is another fantastic example. Um, but what I, one thing that I love this album that does is uh, it certainly doesn't overstay its welcome. It's it's thirty eight minutes long, which in my opinion is a fantastic runtime uh, for an album like this because you I feel like you'd get fatigued at listening to this in full for like fifty minutes because mm. it's so jarring and so full on all the time but it and like it it's at that same level of like thrashiness and just in your faceness uh for most of it for all of it sorry but um it does this kind of weird thing that it uh that on, at the end of most of the songs it has these kind of like soundscape moments so like you'll have these like maybe 30 seconds or even 15 seconds or 10 seconds of just these soundscape bits and you're kind of li- when you listen to it and f- when the album full you kind of go oh oh I can relax now. And then suddenly it's straight away. It's just back into like, oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, what the fuck? Straight, which I loved. I thought that was kind of, it's it's not exactly revolutionary. I just thought it was a cool little thing to have. Um, but yeah, and then like you have like uh, songs like Husk starts off with kind of a eat me like thrashy death metal influence, probably more thrash than death. No, I don't know. But, and then it just, you think it's going one way and then just, nope. We're going another way. But uh, a highlight for me would be the album's closer, Collective Unconsciousness. Um, it's just, it's just, it's awesome. It's so loud. It's so bombastic. It's so uh, mm. in your face. The vocals, I like the title. in my opinion, are the most, Collective Unconsciousness, great, great title. Um, yeah. And the vocals, in my opinion, at this, at this point are at their most uh, like profound and most kind of like, wow, emotional, um, it's just a great song. So like, I suppose to finish it all off, like the, the songs that I would recommend mostly off this would be, uh, Martyrs, which is the, the, um, obviously the opener, um, collective consciousness, uh, wounds upon my skin is a great song. And then lapel divide, which features a, um, guest vocal on it. I can't, I can't remember where your man's from. I've never heard of the name of the band Carson pace, but uh, supposedly he's from like this side of music as well. But like uh, Zach, just for your own kind of uh, closer, I'm going to show you um, Lapel de Divide as well, just to see which like, because in my opinion, this is the most, so I think this was the leading single off the album. And this would probably be the most uh, fun, inverted commas, song off the album. 
but uh, it's just it starts off as as I said with this album, like everything is kind of it starts off one way and then in the end it's something entirely different. Um, mm. It's great, but uh, yeah, this the sound off it. Wait till you hear this. I think yeah, I think you yeah. get the uh, I think you get the message. That was but, a cool um, track. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool. Can you imagine seeing that live? Holy fuck! Like I know oh, this man, is I know so this good. is not your norm uh, cup of tea, but um, I think you'd appreciate that kind of stuff just with just how technical and well put together it is. Mm. Like it's so fucking tight. Yeah. And as I said, that's their debut. It's very rare that you get a debut that's of this type of music that it sounds so. Um, uh, so so like it, I, I use the word clear well but, produced I think. well it's extremely yeah. well produced um, and just uh, extremely well thought out like you can tell that a lot went into um, the mm. organization of how well they put everything together it's just it's a I think it's a phenomenal album um, the only reason why it's not further in the list now I know we only have three albums is just because I haven't had the chance to like fully com- uh, decompress with exactly what's going on. Whereas the other one, my next, my, my next choice is by one of my all time, one of my current favorite bands. But anyway, that's me. So the song is, uh, the album is Pupil Slicer. Uh, the album is Mirrors. And the, I think, I can't remember the name of the label, but the label will be in the description once it goes up anyway. So uh, Zach, if you want to tell me your uh, album of okay. so far. Okay, so... I've been listening to this one. This is the one I'm least prepared for, but it's also probably the hardest one to talk about. Oh, and I, I kind of think that like a review that is coming out of like a review using the mouth is probably not the best effective way. I think some sort of like, you know, like collage, you know, paper mache yeah. statue might do a better review of this album. If you're actually going and, to review like, the album that I think you're going to review by spitballing, this is going to be impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think I am. I think it's is not it too black? late to change, though. I haven't given is it away, is, you know, tactical as fuck over here. Uh, yes, it's uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Black Midi uh, Cavalcade, the, their second yeah. album from uh, Black Midi. Uh, I, I was into Black Midi from their first album. Um, I think I heard a couple, I think I saw they did like a live session or something, and I think they kind of blew up a bit on Reddit and on the internet as a result of that live session because like these four lads playing like ridiculously tight like weird sort of uh, experimental sort of kind of prog kind of well maybe uh, that's probably more the second album making me think prog but very jazzy I remember when you got into them because I remember you were you went to that record store when you were doing the Me Puppets tour yeah rough and I was with I was with Sam and Niall I think I think yourself and Connor went and you came back with this yeah. this record that had this weird album cover, and you went to me and was like, "Look what I got!" And I, at it, and I looked at it, I was like, "What the fuck is that?" And you were like, "This is Black Midi." I was like, "What the fuck are Black Midi?" And you were like, "What?" No, yeah. you weren't like what, but you're just like, "Man, they're like," you were so excited, and I was just going like, "Who the fuck are yeah. these guys?" And then as soon as I stuck I think, them on, I, I was think like, the this album is... came out while we were on tour. While you were on tour, and I listened yeah. to it on the bus or something, or like at night, and. uh 
yeah, and I just loved it. It's just real. The first album is. I'm going to deflect from talking about the second album by talking about the first album. The first album is <laughs> people need people people need context. The Zach. first they album is, is really weird. Like the first album sounds to me like parts of it like it's full of character and it's very odd and it's it's kind of like its own little universe. Do you know what I mean? Even like the singer's voice, he sounds like a weird kind of alternate sort of humanoid species. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't quite sound like a person in the first album and the lyrics are bizarre. Uh, like they're just it's just so weird so it's but then the second album into. yeah and then the, I was like the second album they released the first single John L which I'm going to play I think the I'm going to play a snippet of that uh, to give you a sense and then into the second the song that immediately follows so the, John L was released which is like it's like they took the weirdness of the first album and like dialed it up to like again and it was like and when it first came out I listened to it and I actually burst out laughing because I was like I listened to it and was like I think I hate this I think this is bad like yeah yeah. and I was like I was like laughing because I was like am I just like this like up my own arse with like liking weird things that like this is actually what I'm listening to (laughs) like and then I slept on it I slept on it but I slept on it and then the next day I like kind of had it in my head and I was like, okay, no, that's kind of a, that's actually a great like riff song, but like, it's just so strange sounding. And I think it's kind of out of tune or something. It's really weird. What were you going to say? I'm just saying, it's funny that you say that, um, do I just like this to try and feel, you know, like artistic or creative because I listened to it, uh, on my way to work one day and, um, and I listened to it and I was like, I really, really, really want to like it. But it's so <laughs> fucking, it's so weird that am I forcing myself to like this to convince myself that I can deal with super challenging music? Um, or do I yeah. just, or am I just being a pretender? And I, at the, I, I think after a while I just went, look, I have to just accept it that this probably isn't for me. I just, I just, I just found it very, and this is funny me saying that and just having the last album on, but I found it, I found it like so complex that I was just like, this is so hard to wrap my head around. That's going to need way more. The second album. The the second album. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Really? The John, the John single. I Uh, cannot, I I found it very, found it a very dense. um, I found it a very odd song to release as the single, which would normally mean that it's the most, um, What's the word? Uh, like uh, normally, you go for an accessible Ex- song. Normally, go single. accessible. Yeah, is it? Is it? Ex- yeah. Is it the most accessible it's, song on the album? It's the, it's literally the least accessible song. Oh, on the for album. fuck's it sake! Like, that, uh, <laughs> have you listened? You haven't listened to the album, then? Have no, you? I haven't listened to it yet. No, 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 no. Oh man. Okay. okay. So like, I have to show you. Like, it is like so. Now, now I absolutely love that song because I've heard the rest of the album. And it works for me so well because I put it on, I heard it on today in work. I was listening to it like all, I got the CD, the CD arrived like early. So I've been listening to it without track names for a while because I just, I put the CD onto my computer and was listening to it. I did not leak it. Just, just if anyone knows, I don't do that <laughs> shit. But it was, it was leaked early as well. But I assume it's because yeah, like with you, Brexit you and COVID, things are it. getting sent out earlier. Yeah. And yeah. I heard like one or two um, songs the leak off was out. I hadn't listened to the whole album. But yeah, so the song John L, I'll give a little snippet, right? This is why I love this album. And it's like, for me, it's like, I th- it's it's maybe a bit early to tell, but I do think I I think it's better than the first album. And I really like, I love the first album. First like, album was great. It was a great album. It's such a fun. Yeah. So you were saying that the, your album, the uh, the 
pupil slicer one is like, you know, if it was too long, it's like too much the same thing that like it would get grating. Well, not that sounds harsh, but you know what I mean? Like it's it's very intense. So like you appreciate a shorter yeah, length that, or something that, like that. Da, 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 the whole way through. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it yeah. never lets up. There's no Whereas moments what, of so just f- tranquility at all. I suppose yeah, there's probably not on so this far. either. Sorry, Zach, I keep talking. So far, what I love about it is that is about Black Midi's Cavalcade is that it's just the flow of the album. Like every song is its own world. Like, and it's way different. I'll just, I have to play it first. Here we go. stop it whenever yeah we'll st- we'll stop it there because um we have we do have other epi- uh, man what the fuck Please. that's so bizarre yeah, so like th- this album basically okay this is where we'll start me talking again what i love about the second album is like the weirdest parts are weirder but like it has all this beautiful like music like it's like the first album they were just like being weird alien reptile people and then this one is like oh no but actually we can like make music though like ser- like yeah, obviously the first album is music but like yeah like it's like parts of it are like film score like it the, like there's so much softer aspects and like almost kind of jazz ele- like jazzy elements and then there are like heavy bits but it's it's the like it's the sort of flow and the balance of it that I love and like the musicianship. I think they're now a three piece, but they have guest people, like okay. string players and stuff. I think one of the members had to step aside for mental health reasons. But like oh. the playing and like the tightness and like just the the flowing between songs. It's just I'm obsessed with it. Like I love it. Um, but it is it is kind of I'd imagine there's some fans of the first album that are like a bit like because it's not as like hard or weird but i'm here yes. like no like give me more i i'm not like i want more like show well, I mean, me show me like this they're just beginning to show you what they can do as a band on this album like mm. i'd be much more inclined to listen to the second song than the first song now as you know yeah, like as but, i do i do like i do like um that style of music like the craziness but i i i what i think is great is that that it feels like that that first song is almost made now this obviously is a stretch is almost made to shock you with how lovely the second son is yeah i think so too like i think well i think it was intentional that they they like had the most challenging song maybe that they've ever made do you know what i mean like the most intense and like weird and then like straight into the most gorgeous song that like i could picture scott walker or david bowie singing it like it's just it's like a lovely performance and his voice is so good for a guy who sounded like as i say a reptile he's like oh he's a person with like feelings even though he's singing about like an old german silent film actress so it's still kind of weird but like it's just gorgeous and then like a lot of the songs i i've listened to this without any na- song titles so i don't actually know but like I don't have much to say other than it's just such a journey. And I think like anyone who likes kind of rock or like sort of music that's kind of weird or maybe jazz, if you're into a bit of jazz, give this like one listen and just stick through that first song. That first song is like nuts. There are there is some other bits that are a bit mental as well, but nothing as like 
purposefully abrasive as that first song, I don't think. It's kind of a weird placement for it to be at as well. Because, but it, it, I think it kind of is one of those ones where they're gonna, they're gonna separate the wolves from the sheep. I suppose it's like we're like you know this is this is what this album is gonna be. But in a weird way, that's not what the album is. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like let's put the most. It's weird to put the most. You gent most bands I know. Now I'm I'm thinking from a metalhead brain, is that most bands would put their most mm. technical song way later. They won't really do it first they got, kind of want to draw you in but I, I i don't even i don't even know if it's like i'm not i'm not saying it's like that it's not like the best song or any like it's not like it's like the most flashy song or so it's oh, just yeah, the, I wasn't saying like that either, the yeah. toughest listen it's the toughest listen but like i now really like it as like the intro to the album you get like just as as a as the intro as the start of this when I get to the end of the album and I listen to, if I go back and listen to the start again it's like oh yeah I'm strapping back into the roller coaster do you know what I mean like it's chaos and there is that kind of nice break in the middle of the first song that like is needed because like it's so full on and then there's kind of this long instrumental sort of break and then it goes back in kind of where we heard there but uh, yeah I love it um, it's out today or well day of recording um, and yeah just uh, um, where are they from Zach are they, are they are they from the London. UK? They are from they're, they're from yeah, okay. Yeah, they're from the UK. Yeah. They're um they're definitely ones to watch anyway. I I'd love to see them live. Um I don't know Oh yeah, they're amazing band. live. I don't know if they'd be a band that I would like um actively listen to on which is why I love speaking to you because we have such diverse uh, music tastes, but the one band that I would stick on constantly, I would I would happily listen to them. Mm. But I would imagine live, you're kind of sitting there going, "Holy fuck!" the whole time. Like I say, have Funny you seen enough, them? Live? This album Where did you, feels. Did you see them? Yeah, I, I, I saw them at all together now. Oh, um, nice. Which was amazing. I loved it. Like they they. I feel like from what I remember, again, I'm probably totally off. It felt like they played like four of their songs. And just jammed the rest of it, but like that could be bad, but like it worked so well f- for that gig anyway. Like everyone, like I don't know, whatever time it was like six on a Sunday or something. It was yeah. just right that like it was like okay, and it was getting more. They were from what I remember, they were like the it was getting it would it, the dyna- it was getting quiet, it was getting soft, it was getting like you know it wasn't just like full on crazy. Like it was like they were really showing like you know their. I suppose they're they're playing as a group, like and what they can, what kind of stuff they can do. <laughs> there's an incredible, there's an incredible what kind level of stuff of, they can do. What kind of stuff they do? There's an incredible level of balls that goes into jamming at a festival slot, because a festival slot ideally is meant to be one that I would think is where bands are like, okay, there's gonna be a lot of people watching us that don't know who we are. Let's just pump out the fucking great tunes to go. Like fuck it, we are we're comfortable enough to actually jam. At a festival thing, I would yeah, consider. but they're they're not like the kings of Leon, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's but they're that's not what I mean. Like sex on fire. But that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. But like, that's what I mean. But it's like they're, like they're, if you're kings of Leon, you you can jam for as much as you want. And you still have people who would mindlessly watch it. If you're a band that oh not yeah no, but I, I mean as in like as in I meant as in if they're gonna go anywhere with the kind of music they're playing, like the people that will like that music oh, will love yeah. the jams that they do. Not even just the musicians, like just the jam, like yeah, the yeah, kind of sorry, yeah. the great, like the sort of like unit, like they play as if they're like sharing a brain. You know what I mean? Do, like that you know, sort of st- like this is a little callback. Psychic to, sort of playing. This is a little callback to. I still have to say one of the best gigs I was ever at um, was when we went to see Ty Siegel in um, in oh, the Tivoli. 
holy shit there was moments so in that where he just jammed for like 15 minutes and the two like yeah. and I I was I was a fan of his wouldn't have been a huge fan I knew a couple of songs but the problem is about Tysico is that he has so much fucking songs that knowing a couple of songs isn't even good enough but um, there was parts where you're just kind of watching just going like wait what the fuck is going on and the thing that blew my mind and I still talk about it and this is why losing the Tivoli was such kind of a blow because I saw some of the best gigs I've ever had the sound for that whole show was just mm. unbelievably pristinely clear but that was one show where like yeah. I think that the one that really amazed me was the keyboardist do you remember there was in the keyboardist there was a guy yeah. on um, was there a guy on not sax there was a guy on a brass inst- there was a guy on sax it was just nuts. I think it was, there was a, nuts a sax gig. guy. Yeah. yeah, there was a sax yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, sorry, I completely stole that. Do you have any more to say about uh, Black Midi's new album? Um, no. If you want to go on a journey, listen to it. Um, maybe I'll play a little snippet. We play a little snippet of. Yeah, like, let's um, get a closing snippet. Would be would be a closing snippet um, for the album. I think I think would be nice to hear a bit of Diamond stuff, which is a nice track. Um, if you. Lash it up there. So Diamond I, Stuff I, is I, the fifth song on the album. And do you have a particular um, sound? I uh, See, I honestly have only listened to this as like one long song. So I I just, I this morning when I was on Spotify, I, I listened to it and like looked at the titles kind of to try and get a sense. But just give it. Diamond Stuff is, a re- I don't know why I really like that title. Hogwash and Balderdash. That's a great name Balderdash. for a song. Balderdash, sorry. Balderdash? What the hell's Balderdash? Yeah, dude, that was great. Sorry, uh, surprisingly, come back. That was fucking unbelievable. Um, now do you get it? As in, I like, get where it I'm now. Like, yeah, like, I get it's it. It's like the a... first song is so like challenging, and it's almost like it's like you have to pass the first song to get to the rest of the album. Yeah, <laughs> like, to earn, to earn yeah. the rest of the album. Like I want to hear them beautiful. do a film. Like it's stunning stuff. But like. even even just that, there's this really lush. I don't know if it's an acoustic guitar. I think it is an acoustic guitar that's like like very faintly in between the. Um, the the vocals and the and I love that kind of like the the, the like the, not the army drum but that like not, not that's obviously the snare too fast. kind of roll yeah it's just it's such a that's that was lovely like do you know the annoying yeah. thing is about that is under fair use we're allowed to show like thirty seconds of a song um, it's difficult you know, it's difficult to pick the exact thirty seconds to showcase just how gorgeous I, I that get the thirty was. seconds that like pr- progress into like the drums starting and then going full yeah. hog like. But um, no, man, that was like, uh, like I think at least 40 percent of the album is like soft. Do you know what I mean? It's not like uh, mental. It's that's why I love it so much is like it's completely surprised me that like I was expecting it was going to like, you know, from the single, I was like, oh, here we go. This is going to be like a a lot. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is stunning. Like (laughs) I could play some of these songs like to my mother and she'd love them like. Well, that like the I know the second song. The second song, as I said when we were listening to it, reminded me of Tony Bennett um, for whatever reason. Yeah, it yeah. just well, your man's voice is so because I've seen him. 
Now I know this has nothing to do with the music, There's but two, he doesn't two look. Two of them sing now. Oh, two of them sing now. Okay, okay. But he doesn't look like he'd be able to deliver so think... that vocal. And then you hear, it and you're just like, no. and you kind of hear it's like that one note. It reminds you of like Iggy Pop, um, that kind of. Uh, yeah. Uh, not Iggy Pop, maybe like more like Lou Reed, that kind of um, very powerful, but. Uh, Oh, I don't. I don't really know. Do you know like the very kind of powerful, but it's almost like it's spoken. But then you have those kind mm. of lush parts as well. The, it's just. It's. Ah, it's just. I think. I thought that was great. I really liked that. Now I have to say, I really, really enjoyed that. Good pick. Good pick. It's almost got a bit of a Radiohead buzz going on, where it's like, y- yes, you know. Yeah, it does. That's actually. That is actually a good point. It does have a very Radiohead buzz. Um, now I wouldn't exactly be huge I wouldn't know a lot of Radiohead but Finney and I will play them in the kitchen my brother um, and it's what they're one of those bands he's like do you not listen to Radiohead and I'm like no and he goes but you listen to so much shit bands how do you not listen to Radiohead and I was like just because they're not well known doesn't mean they're shit but anyway moving on <laughs> uh, separate Radiohead podcast <laughs> you can have a radio you can have a Radiohead guys doing a you're Radiohead more, podcast you're more than welcome to have a Radiohead podcast with Finney and if you want I will not be joining. I'll ask him. Um, but uh, do you have any closing remarks for that album or we all we good to move on to album number three? Um, apparently they have a third album that they've nearly finished that's heavy. Ah, what for, they've said. ah for fuck's sake. <laughs> I hate people that are so, so productive. Guess, <laughs> but uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. We'll go on with uh, my next pick. So... Um, my next pick is by uh, Big Brave um, and their, the album Vital. Their last album, A Gaze Among Them, which was one of the first albums I ever bought on vinyl. Um, and it's a fucking... You, you remember it. it was, it's, a, it's this kind of uh, slow, thumping, uh, kind of transy almost. Um, it's like you... It's kind of difficult. I don't want to classify... Because I, I, like, I do like... I do like... In my own brain, I like to classify stuff into that's this. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, I, I don't like doing that because I feel like it. Uh, you're kind of putting bands in a box. And particularly with uh, Big Brave, they're, they're... Like people would say they're doom metal, but they're definitely not... They're definitely not just doom metal because they're kind of like... It's this... It's minimalist rock... That's very loud with the with the hint of drone and stuff. But a gaze among them was anyway. So it was one of the first albums that I ever bought on um, vinyl. And one of the reasons that I bought it was because I saw that uh, Big Brave were a band that I think they supported Daughters, but the main one was that they were the support um, for Godspeed You Black Emperor, who I'm a huge fan of. I really like. I love Godspeed You Black Emperor. Um, so they, they managed to support them and was like fuck if you're supporting Godspeed Black Emperor you probably have some musical chops on you you know you can probably play a few notes but um, <laughs> they what I like about uh, Big so anyway um, they, they're very minimal is what I was surprised by so it's not like Godspeed where you go in and you have this like um, tour de force of technicality but it's done they uh, it's not like obviously it's not very fast Big Brave are one of these bands that really take their time in um, creating this soundscape. So if you're going into this album thinking that you can, um, basically that you're going to be headbanging and fucking mosh putting to this, you're you're this, this is not the album for you. It's a it, it technically it's suppose on bare on uh, on its face value it's probably a metal album, but 
it's an album that really takes its time in uh, establishing what it's all about. But uh, Big Brave, I love them. I think they're fantastic. They're from Canada. Um, I think that I don't know if they're from Montreal, but I know they. they but uh, they're three piece. So Robin Waddy is a singer. Um, I think she's also the guitarist. Matthew Ball is the other. The, the, Robin and Maddie, Matthew would be kind of the um, the the uh, brains behind the operation. And then uh, Tasreen Hudson is the newest member. So he, he wasn't on the last album, but he's on this album. Um, I read that there's no bass, which is interesting. Um, there's no bass at all. And I also read that it, their band, the sound that they have a very distinct sound. It came from, uh, they were playing folk songs. And um, I think Robin, uh, I think Robin, um, she snapped a string and then she played her friend's electric guitar. And for whatever reason, why they play, it just worked. So they just went with that. But um this is for fans of people. So if people who liked the album To Be Kind by Swans, which I know a lot of people do, this would be this kind of stuff. They're on the same, they're on su- Southern lore. So they sound very similar to like, they would be very similar to like if people like Sun O. But um, you'll notice from this album, I feel one of the, the main characteristics on this album. Now, as I said, I'm a big, big, brave fan. And this is very much a big, brave album, but it's definitely their most, um, uh, most aggressive um, and when I say aggressive, it's not like hit you in your fuck, it hits you in your face like People Slicer was. Um, it's aggressive in just it's the the level of sound. So it's a very slow, churning, crunchy sound, heavy distortion, um, this kind of hissing, this guitar hiss. But what's really striking on this one more than anything, uh, first off, is uh, Robin's vocals. So she, the, what I loved about initially was her juxtaposition so you have these kind of like crunchy noises but her voice is so light and so char- char- uh, characteristically light and um kind of like it shouldn't be there which is what interested me in the first place it was like why like this is so strange but on this one it's the same lightness but you can actually hear her voice break and crack in certain parts and you can hear her shout which kind of just as the same with uh, which is why like pupil slicers one is that you can it it really gets a sense of raw emotion coming through on the music, but um, also the lyrics are way more direct. So uh, Big Brave are a very political band, socially conscious band, but um, I never really was able to fully zero in on it. Um, like I'd, I'd be able to get mm-hmm. hidden meanings here and there but like they used to be kind of del- they used to be kind of like covered or masked in this kind of uh, uh, like short story sense or like poetry sense but on this I feel like they're they're um, dealing with it much more head on um, I think that's kind of very much apparent on the second song would be kind of the one like the very first song is very much a big brave song like it's a very you hear it it starts off kind of slow and just builds and builds all these songs are about the build and build and build and then the climax but um, you very much hear it on the uh, on the, the sorry let me get I forget what the name of the first song is let me just get it here just so that I don't look stupid uh, <laughs> in front of all the fans uh, the first song on the album is called Abating the Incarnation of, uh, of Matter and it's just a, it's just a fantastic song and it just it kind of like it uh, personally personifies what the album you're going to be getting is but that the next song Halfbreed which even just the title Halfbreed is is kind of uh, contentious and you know it's it's going to be going to be about something so it's about um because the lead singer is uh she's biracial 
Um, now I'm not sure. I'm not right. sure where I'm not going to say, cause I don't want to get it wrong, but, um, I'm pretty sure she's biracial, but it's, it's dealing with this kind of, uh, this, the denial of human rights across cultures for being biracial or even just being a different race altogether. Right. Um, and like the video, they did this video where it's, it's her slowly being buried in dirt and then being suffocated eventually at the end of it. But it's incredibly impactful. Oh, Jesus. But the uh, the lyrics are taken from an Alexander Chai's book, uh, Alexander Chi, C-H-E-E, which is called How to Write an Autobiographical Novel. But the lyrics are taken directly from it. And um, I don't have the lyrics written in front of me, but uh, it's just, you listen to it and just even just the, the word half-breed is like, holy fuck. It's a, such a such a horrible term. Um, but then that leads directly into, I think the next song is, no, the, not the next song, the, the fourth song of this ilk, which is about the, uh, the current trend, particularly online of people, um, skin whitening, like whitening their skin. Mm. Um, and it just, uh, right. it, like, uh, I was, ta- I was reading about, uh, the singer Robin, um, she was saying that this particularly affects her. She just thinks, you know, that just the idea of it even is just, it's just, it's, 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 an, it's disgusting. It's, it's not that it's disgusting. It's just a con. It's how, how it's so hard to get around that people are that ashamed of themselves that they would whiten their skin. Yeah, that's um, that's what I mean. It's disgusting. It's like, as in, it makes me feel sort of sick and yeah it makes you and it makes you question your own appearance. I can only imagine, like, I'm as white as fucking snow. But I can only imagine just that the. Just the the idea of just being ashamed of the way that you look in that particular sense is just horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah. But the lyric that that she repeats over and over and over again is, um, "I want to be you. Uh, I want to be you," which is just just it's it's uh, so simplistic and its impactfulness is just incredible. But uh, Zach, this is the song that I'm gonna show you, um, and also the the listeners of just uh, of just what you're kind of getting into with this. Um, in terms of uh, the, this is in terms of the musicianship uh, as the way that mm-hmm. they kind of, pro- how they progress into these um, soundscapes and these kind of minimalist yet extremely like just the way they form their sound in each song is just fantastic. But um, this would be the one. So this is of this ilk. Yeah, we've wow. listened to that. It's um it's I see what you mean. It's like minimal like instruments, but the like there's like two guitars and drums essentially. Two guitars, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like just the tones of the guitars sit together so well that it sounds like one super guitar. Yeah. And, and we ha- yeah, bear in mind in that clip you super, haven't even Yeah, sorry, if in that clip you haven't even heard the vocals. So we'll we'll fin- I'll fi- I'll show you the vocals at the end. But um, yeah. sorry, I completely cut across you. What were you going to say? No, no, it's just I really liked the the like the simplicity of of the parts. It wasn't doing like all that much in terms of changing, but the sound and the texture that was coming out of the guitars mostly. But the drums were also doing a lot. Like it really like added a menacing. Like, yeah. Kind of cool. I don't know. It was nice. Like it wasn't what I expected. I always find that the repetitive nature of it kind of sucks you in a little bit more. 
mm. because you kind of get this um it's you kind of get this uh, complacency that you're going to be like okay so it's going to sound like this for another like maybe four sections like doof 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 and then suddenly like when it switches yeah, yeah. up but it doesn't switch up in such a kind of like astronomically different way you kind of still kind of you're in this kind of um and i always use this word like this trancey kind of like hypnotic rhythm yeah. and bass but i think what's really i think what's really cool about it is that it's so accessible in terms of just how sim- simple it is there's no, it's 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 mm. which makes it kind of the 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 repetitive nature of it just that more just uh, enthralling and i i just i think it's a yeah, I, yeah. I think it's just a fantastic way of um of creating a sound and um i just really like and the, i just i i love the kind the i the i love the tone of it i love the drums how like fucking punishing the drums are and crushing the drums are but just the fuzziness of the guitars mm. like and i uh, um i was watching an interview with them talking about uh, their band and they were saying that um they would advise people to see them live before buying their records and I have to say, obviously, really? I've, bought, I've bought two of the records before. I've watched a video of them live. Holy fuck, they are so loud live. Like, fucking, uh, you'll need uh, uh, ear protection to see them live. They're so loud. Um, and it just the uh, just the way they do it is just so... Uh, they, did, they, did a, they, didn't, they did a live show for KEXP, which is pretty cool, but... Um, mm. I would, I'd love to see them in person now. They'd be, they'd be on the list. I, I don't know if we ever get to see them in Ireland, but I would, I would love to see them. I, th- I think they've, I think they have something very interesting and something. It's, uh, it's not something terribly new, but it's definitely something kind of um, different that I think more people should check out. I just like the idea that they really take uh-huh. their time in crafting exactly the type of mood that they're going for. There's none of this like we have an album that's going to be, you know, we have, we have an hour slot time let's fit it an hour it's like no we're gonna and it's like we, we don't have to have five minutes on six minutes on we're gonna take our time we can repeat things over and over as much as we want and just it, everything seems so well calculated in my opinion in just terms mm. of the pacing of it i just think it's a, i think it's a phenomenal album it's my favorite album of the last uh of the last month anyway uh and i'm so glad i can talk about it because it came out the day after we recorded <laughs> the episode for our oh, really? one so i was like yeah it counts <laughs> yeah. It, it's 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 eligible for uh for consideration <laughs> nice and it was a surprise release i had no idea they were even making it no idea they were even doing it but uh yeah i, I just think yeah. it's i just think it's a pretty cool album. before we before we move on to your next shot i'll i'll um i'll show you a song of uh where you can hear the vocals because I think the vocals are very important to hear the juxtaposition in in just the 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 the, the sound textures and then her voice because of how different her voice is to that would be norm the, the norm to this style of music. So I'll show you half breed. But yeah, you you kind of get wow. the the power and the and the the vocals. The is, vocals are amazing. The yeah. vocals are really good. Yeah, 
Um, her voice is like, holy shit, like it's so good. You could, you, she would sound amazing just on her own as well. On any, like, on anything. She was said that's yeah, anything, that's what I think yeah. is yeah, is what I think is fantastic. Um, and they, 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 she utilizes her vocals quite well. It's, it's done sparingly that when it actually comes in, it's like because I feel mostly when you listen to them you're kind of focused on on the instrumentals but when her voice comes in you're like fuck these are amazing like uh it's it cool. sounds like she's singing at like the sacrifice of like a human like to summon yeah, a demon yeah i get that like <laughs> i don't know where that probably came not from. That's that dark that's now to be honest I, I find just the passion in her voice but i will say that the um the vocal performances on this album from robin um uh are for are uh, they're just way better than like not as like as I said, I'm a big fan of Big Brave, but um, the the vocal performances in this album are something really to be reckoned with. They're they're phenomenal. They're 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 literally my the that and the um how much more aggressive the the music normally is. But I think the vocals just yeah really shine through. I think they're fantastic. But anyway, uh, moving on to we'll go on to your next album suggestion, Zach. My second album of the month and maybe of. Oh, I don't. I won't go too far. I won't go a bit mad. Like, but I'm. A, I've been obsessed you, with this. Were you about to say of the year? Week. I don't know. Like, every time <laughs> I listen to it, it gets more. Every time I listen to this album, it gets more interesting. Right. Uh, to me, as in, like, it. So it's Madhu Mokhtar, uh, Afric, Afric victim or victim. I don't know. It's uh, I'm butchering how to pronounce that, but like African victim, I think is the. English translation. Um, it's a guy, Madhu Mokhtar. Uh, he's an, he's a guitar player from Niger in Africa, West Africa, who plays like kind of Tuareg style, which is a kind of West African desert blues style. You know, most people... Like, oh, there's a band sh- called Tenar who are, who are like well known in that field. And there's a guy called Bombino. And Madhu Mokhtar came to my attention in like 2019 um for his album called Elenia the Creator, which is like kind of it's it's similar to this. Okay. But like I just loved it. Like he's he's just like the one of the most amazing guitar guitarist like play guitar players. It's like he like he really sings through his fingers. Do you know what I mean? Even though yeah. he's singing songs, he's it, it's hard to describe like it's it's a it's a distinct kind of style, um the Tuareg style. It's like open tuning and stuff. Um and kind of very melodic, but like kind of bluesy. It's it's hard to kind of pin down until you hear it. But he kind of takes a lot of influence from like Western, like like rock uh, music. And like, as I think Jimi Hendrix was one of his biggest influences, which isn't surprising considering mm-hmm. when you hear his music. But normally Tuareg music is, it's kind of a little bit acoustic or like, you know, it doesn't necessarily sound as like heavy as this kind of sound. This isn't heavy, but like this is more like psychedelic rock. Okay. And it's just amazing. Like Frank it Zappa is just psychedelic? A, or? Like, yeah, yeah, just kind of kind of psychedelic in this. In, in, Jimi Hendrix kind of psychedelic, okay, I'd say. Yeah, kind of sorry, Frank yeah. Zappa a little bit. Just like sort of just like this sort of mind melting playing, but also like the band that are behind him are like really tight. And they do a lot of like the same kind of groove that's kind of similar to the style. But like, as I say, the more I've listened to this, the more like each song stand out. And like, it's not in English. Um, the I got the lyrics 
with the album there, which funny enough in the this what? version are in English. So <laughs> I actually, I, for the first time, like five minutes before we sat down to record this, I had a brief glance and I was like, oh, wow. And like, I assumed it was a political kind of album because it's called African Victim. Yeah, uh, I would so have I was assumed like, so as well. I haven't looked through the lyrics, but ultimately, like, that doesn't really matter because I'm not listening to this lyrics. It's the music and the vocals, but mostly the guitar playing. It's hard to talk too much about it without hearing it. So I guess we should give a blast. I'd say the first song okay. would be good. So sorry. Um, um, what I what was it? How do you spell his name? Madu, M-D-O-U. If you type that in, it'll come up first thing. All right, Zach. Yeah, we're going to continue on. Yeah. With the, you lucky bastard. I want that on vinyl. <laughs> give us give us that vinyl. Holy shit. Oh, man. That it is, is ridiculous. It is, like, every, it's insane. <laughs> like, it's. And you know what's even crazier, Barra? I just like yeah, he plays, you know, the way like you strum, right? Yeah. With a guitar, you strum with your right hand. He plays using just his index finger. What? Using his index finger. Like that, like wiggling his index finger. I like that's kind of gets his what sound do you mean, as well. Like you, that kind of like back like, and forth. Like, as in, like here's the string, and you go yeah, like that, like really quick, like lightning fast. But I can't even do that. I don't. I, I this is the motion. Speed I know. That... I I know, right? What? He does it yeah, like there's no like you watch videos way of him you can playing. Move your finger faster than that. That's bizarre. No, he does it. Like, you watch videos of him be playing. He just, like, is shredding. Like, he's the most amazing guitarist I've heard, like, in so long. Like, do you know? Um, in, terms of, in terms of, like, lead playing and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, like just soloing and, like, expressing. He's just, but, I haven't, he's just amazing. But it's not even technically good. It's actually interesting. It's not like we're just going to play a bunch of fucking yeah. guys for shits and giggles. Like, it's, it's, it genuinely is actually. It's, like, really the, the strange. Like, the little. Yeah, the way that it's composed is fucking gorgeous. Um, it did yeah. not go in the direction the that I thought it was going to go. Super tight. <laughs> it, it, it did like I was listening to this going like where and where, sorry, where did you find where did you where did you come across this guy? So I came across I think on a like a Reddit thread of like psychedelic rock or something. I saw Madhu Mokhtar, uh, Elenia the Creator. Okay, and. It was either that or maybe it was Spotify Discover Weekly. I can't remember, but either way, I was listening to it in 2019 and I really liked it. His first album, or well, it wasn't his first album, it was his first kind of one that I came across, but I think it's the only one that's on Spotify. Right. And then since that album came out, he got signed to Matador Records. So then this is his first album with Matador Records. And... um. Yeah, he's like, and then I knew it was coming out. Like I heard it was coming out, and I was like very excited. Um, I made sure that we were getting it in work because I was like, this guy yeah, is like course. so good, and I just imagine that his new album will be good because it's like the music is is putting his guitar front and center. Like that's the thing. So like it's it's like you know we can't really do too much wrong. Obviously, if it stayed the same for like tons of albums, you kind of get a bit bored of it. Like, but I'm sure he's probably 
I'd say he will go and do stuff because like the more I listen to this album, I hear progression from the other one in mostly in like subtle things in like the background and arrangements, but things that just like make sections like pop a bit more yeah. or like just like stuff that just like ac- accents what the band is doing. But like it's th- there's another song as well that's quite oh. quite similar, like has kind of a similar beat. That kind of beat is quite common in the kind of triag stuff. It's like a uh, like a three beat, I think. Um, but yeah, the the song that I'd say to check out is like Afric Victim Victim. The, the Again, it's track. very similar, but like it's just the Yeah, the title track. Um yeah, but then there there are softer moments in the album which are absolutely gorgeous. Like um Tala Tanam is just stunning. Um it's like a it's a more like acoustic and like sung song, you know. Yeah. Um and Le- Leia Leila is lovely as well. Um yeah, I just I I'm just upset and like the it you might think with that sort of stuff you might think oh it like you, the first time you might listen to it you might think oh it kind of sounds the same across the album and then as, as I say the more you listen it's like it starts revealing itself and you hear all these different things that are kind of going on or even just like following his like lead playing and like like what he's doing with melody is just really different I suppose yeah, it's I it's it, he's yeah. he obviously like he's heavily indebted to his local like, Tuareg style or whatever. Um, but so good. Uh, no, that's an awesome pick. And yeah. one that I genuinely didn't see coming from you either because you're uh, not a signature, Matt, you're a one-trick pony, but like last month was definitely post-punk was the, the sound. All, yeah. yeah. Bar maybe one album. Um, That's such a left-field pick. Jesus. And it's... it's it, it's kind of difficult to like I would say it's difficult to talk about because it's it's so um it's mad but it's 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 not that mad that it's uh, uncomprehensible it's uh, it's a, it's just a cool sounding album like Jesus I can't yeah. wait to listen to that I'm going to be walking into town now He's in playing the Sugar Club next year Fuck off is He's he? playing the Sugar Club next year and oh. uh, I think we should buy a ticket we'll before we finish this podcast cuz I think it will sell out by the time it gets to the How gig How much are the tickets I don't have any like, money in work in work, like we got five of his album in last week and a couple of CDs, and we like sold out like on the first day. Oh, really? Because I think we played it in the shop, and people heard it and were like, "What the hell is this? Like, can I have this, yeah. please?" <laughs> no, I just, I just and spent then, money yeah. on a college course, so I probably don't have the cash to pay for college tickets uh, to concert tickets. I'll try by two. Try by two. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. give you the money for. I'll give the money for it when I have the cash. Cool. I'll have the cash next anyway, week. Anyway, I'm gonna grab a can. Yeah, and, and then we'll move on we'll to the, the classical picks. Last two. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry, I'm just messaging here. Uh, Dead Label. Um, by the way, uh, Dead Label, great band. People should check them out. They were the uh-huh. last guests of the podcast. Um, they're class. Like they're really, really good, and they're really lovely fellas. But um, moving on. Um, I don't normally shout out bands on the podcast, but Dead Label are one of those ones that like I'd I'd love to see them. They're great. They're great. They're great. Anyway, moving on. Um, so we're on to the, uh, well, not the classical album section. This is basically albums that we revisited. So, um, oh, we're not doing classical albums. No, it's just albums that have been out before. You mean, you mean, well, my album, my album will be, my album will be a classic. If that makes sense. Okay. It will be. Sure. It, It probably already is. Nah, modern classic anyway um so as i said at the beginning of the podcast i had a month of um i people probably didn't realize that i actually didn't release a podcast um last week 
um there was nothing released last week i was in a hole of um existentialism basically and um i was going to pick as i said um Kyrie Jackson's emotion but um i listened to this album a lot more and it's one of these albums that i kind of i constantly come back to and it's a really it's it's such a good album because i feel it's one of these albums that it's the triumph of the will type of album it's uh it's just it's just a, a, a deeply personal but a very much like a um a celebration of overcoming um adversary in every form um and it's uh it's behemoth uh the satanist is the name of the album uh it came out in let's see what year did actually i don't remember what came i think it came out in 2000 let's see just to be sure so we don't piss anybody off but uh it came out in um 2013 it's largely considered one of the best modern day death metal albums ever Sorry, can't say one of the. It's largely considered one of the best death metal albums of, of the 2010s. Um, so, I'll give you a bit of background information for it. So, Behemoth are now. I know everybody here is like Zach. You're probably thinking the same. The Satanist that is just going to be a celebration of Satan. Um, it is that, and it also isn't that. <laughs> Bear with me. I will explain exactly what I mean it's by that. It's a tribute to Satan, not a celebration. It, it's not really uh, anyway <laughs> we uh well so basically behemoth uh for anybody who doesn't know them they they started off as kind of they're from poland they'd probably be the most controversial band to ever come out of poland um so they were they started off as like your stereotypical kind of black metal band um you know the harsh noise wretched vocals the the usual shitty production um they started kind of going more into death metal and then I would nearly say that they went full death metal at one point. They got rid of the black metal roots altogether. But um, basically the Satanists came around um, and they released an album quite, quite consecutively. The Satanists is their 10th album and it came after Nurgle, who's a singer, had uh, leukemia and he, he recovered from it. And I would say that the album is a, is a, is a kind of a triumphant victory over um, illness and being on death's door, essentially. But um, the funny thing is about this album is that um, when it came out, the band were headlining, not headlining, they were one of the main event, uh, bands playing a tent and download. And I was with my girlfriend at the time and she jokingly went, you would never be into this kind of stuff, would you? And I went, no, not a hope satanist stuff not a hope and we went one night and watched the show and both <laughs> went this is terrifying but there was a thing in my head that just went and she was like oh my god can you imagine and there's a thing in my head that just went oh i actually this is kind of cool and then like three months later three years later like, this is the best thing in the world i actually gave the album a shot and i was like holy fuck this is amazing but anyway it's called the satanist um it's a death metal album with extreme black metal roots so it's completely blackened in its style. So you have the tremolo pickings, um, blast beads, um, even just the, obviously the subject matter. It's a, it's, it's a full on satanic album. Uh, but, uh, like from the very, from the very get go, I'm going to get in so much trouble. If my family listen to this podcast, um, they won't, but, uh, <laughs> I'm going to balance it out with my one. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Is your one's like, uh, I love God. He's great. But, um, kind of, kind of. Okay. Um, Oh shit. 
Oh, no, it doesn't matter. I, I'm not going to take a guess at what yours is. Um, but it starts... So the opening song on it is, uh, is a song called Blow Your... Jesus is King, Kanye West. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. Is it actually? No, no, oh, Okay, I no. thought you were actually going to pick Jesus is King, Kanye West. Oh, damn. But, um... No, so the song, the opener of the album, Blow Your Trumpet Gabriel. And the reason why that's kind of like a very symbolic and very, for people who aren't, like I've I've had the Bible, I've read the Bible tons of times. Um, I've had it drilled into me for years. But um, uh, Gabriel blowing his trumpet symbolizes the last judgment. The last judgment is um, the end of the world and basically the decision of, are you going to hell or the ascension of, are you going to hell or are you descending into, uh, sorry, are you going to heaven? Are you sending into heaven or are you going into hell? And the idea of a song saying, blow your trumpet, Gabriel is probably the biggest come at me, bro, to God ever. So what I, what I really liked about this album, particularly like in, just in terms of talking about musicianship, uh, the the brass stuff in it that goes on the organs that are involved in it the uh, the choirs that they put into it it's um it's not like any kind of like standard death or black metal album like there's a lot there's a lot of uh, thought process that went into making this album sound as epic as it possibly can because it does sound that's the one kind of thing you get from it there's an epicness that goes into it and the way that they layer Nergo's voice uh, his voice in certain parts like you particularly see it in like Messe Noir which is like much more of a melodic song than the rest of them like some of them are like um, I'm trying to think um, which songs on it are kind of like more like old school uh, Behemoth um, like Amen would be one um, maybe like in the in the, in the absence of life, but like the more melodic songs like Messe Noir, O Probos New, uh, o, Ora Probo Novus Lucifer is a great one. The title mm-hmm. track, The Satanist, is fantastic, and then it ends with this phenomenal song called O Father, O Satan, O Son. But like I said, like it's it's I don't feel like it's a um direct kind of like uh fuck you to the church which is what, if you read the lyrics, I feel like that you'd probably get that message because it, it is sacrilegious. Um, it, it is incredibly uh, sacrilegious. There's, I'm not going to even try and pretend that it's not. But I feel on, on a very, that you could deal with it at that on a very face value. But what I gather from it is personally is that it's a man who was basically on death's door and it's kind of like um, the satanic equivalent to somebody who nearly died and then found God and then is celebrating finding God. I feel that's the equivalent, but it's mm. in, it's instead it's Satan. It's the opposite. So it's someone's, it's someone who's, who's was on death's door and then basically is embracing every thing that's invo- invoked by this and kind of basically owning themselves and, uh, and owning everything that's around them. Um, I think it's more of a celebration of um, a testament to will more than uh like because you could you could play it off at face value that it's just this horrible you know fuck you kind of thing i don't think that's what it is i think i think that i th- I think it's metaphorical in its in its um in its uh composition and lyrics then i, w- I wouldn't take it as face yeah. value but like what i will say like uh, as a person who came from a, a quite a religious family and you know read the book of revelations quite a few times the the imagery for me personally i think is fantastic i, I just love this it's kind of one of those things it's like <laughs> uh 
basically being told, you know, like, oh, hell's bad and all that kind of guy. You know, when you're told something's bad when you're younger, you kind of go, yeah. oh, well, I want to check it out. Always told the hell's bad. Want to check it out. And then this stuff has like these this just the religious iconography and the imagery in it. And it's just I find it personally just unbelievably uh, so enthralling and so, so interesting. But I think like uh, if I want to give you like a proper um, introduction to what this album is, because I think it's, as I said, it's a, a declaration of, I of you know, no, it's a celebration of the will, but it's also a declaration of like, I am a Satanist and this is who I am. Um, I don't think any song exemplifies that more than the song Messe Noir, which opens with the lyrics, um, I believe in Satan, uh, which is so awesome when he says it. <laughs> so uh, I'll show you this and you can see the kind of like, uh, this it, it it is very melodic, but it's also like extremely brutal at the same time. Um, That's my little. That was epic. The start. You're dead right. Isn't it? The vocals. The song. I believe in yeah. Satan. It's so. It's so cool. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just. I just all the all the sacrilege shit that comes after. It, I just. I just think it's awesome. Like, but it is one of those. It's kind of like the same reason why I love watching horror films that are on like The Exorcist or anything like that. It's this uh, the mm. iconography and the uh, the the symbolism and all that kind of shit that goes into it. That's what I find really interesting, whether you believe it or not. Yeah, I find that I that I can that that whole side of it fantastic. But um, yeah, I, I, like uh, one last like little bit like um, as I said, the visuals, um, messenger like obviously direction uh, d- uh, decoration of Satanism. But uh, like even like you go into like the song, um, the title track, the Satanist. It has these stuff, and as I said, it's a declaration of self. One of the I think the last lyric in it is, uh, "I am the great rebellion, uh, neath Milton's tomb I dwell, and existence ever sin would not pardon, no guilt, no reason, savior or shame." So it's this kind of idea that like. Um, it's like almost that like they know they're doing evil. Well, not evil. I don't know. It's. It's such a strange mindset to have in terms of when you come from a Catholic uh, p- country like Ireland, this idea, this uh, opposing, mm. ide- well, Christian Ireland, this ideology is so um, bizarre. And then, like, uh, I yeah. think um, the uh, the closer on it is just ridiculous as well but it has it has one of these like uh, has it finishes with a spoken word version but even has this part in where it's like uh akafalis uh shine through me come forth in war come forth in peace bring down the sun extinguish all the stars let me remain in splendor of the light akafalis is a demon so he's basically saying and and by mm-hmm. the way this is done in the like this the 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 closer to this album is as classical rock as you can get it's basically like a 70s or 80s classical rock song with um classical guitar like with dad rock guitar solos like unabashful guitar solos uh from yeah. the 80s and 90s um as you can possibly get 
but it's like basically for Satan. But Akafalas is like a demon, so he's basically saying, "Demon, enter me and let me do your bidding." Is it's just I just wow. I just love it. It's so cool. Um, but I think to to to, to exemplify like how creative this album is, uh, the musical highlight that I would say would be Bessie Noir, which we showed. Um, the the final track of Father of Satan Son is amazing, but I think. Um, Oh, I don't know. I've it's either O Probos Nubus El Ora Probo Nobos Lucifer or Father of Satan the Son. Let me let me just wait, wait. I'm just to get a brief reminder. Yeah, no, it's a, we'll do O Father of Satan the Son. I'll show you this, Zach. We'll finish up. O Father of Satan the Son has this big minute long like choir uh, going in and just oh, wait, wait, wait to hear this. It's it's just phenomenal. It's it, it's the the the. Um, the imagination that went into making this is just class, but Anyway, wow, that was class. Yeah, um, you can see what I mean. Like the grandioso kind of way of playing is that is not normal. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean on on uh, on black metal or death metal stuff? It's it, the the I think the epicness of it is yeah. fantastic. But I just love that I love that guitar solo that's just chucking in because it's not exactly an overly complex guitar solo, but it's just like Jesus, you have the balls to yeah, chuck that it in. Just sounds really good. It just sounds class. It's like you have the balls to chuck that in during. Yeah. this type of song it's it's just i just think it's a really it's a really cool album um and i really 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 love it um and i would highly recommend seeing them live which is why zach uh when we were when i think in this episode which is why when we met up for coffee i was like would you have any interest in seeing behemoth because of playing today uh so oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, i'd go see that yeah oh yeah. My, man it's great because i think like this is this is a thing that i have which i had when i was younger um now I'm probably more inclined to listen to this stuff anyway, but um, when I was first when I first started listening to like this kind of style of metal, like you'd find that a lot of the a lot of really good bands would have very much like atheist views or kind of uh, satanic views, and I was still kind of like a church going boy, and I was just like ah, but I think if you put that beside you, you can find some really extremely talented bands. So I think like kind of the main thing for listening to this is like get rid of that and just listen to the music of it is the musicianship is fucking unbelievable. Like if you get really yeah. into it, you can find some really, really but also highly talented stuff. People, the, the thing, the weird thing about music that's different to like pretty much every other art form, I think is that people ascribe and associate like music with this like sense of like, like truth, authenticness. And like, I suppose like the fear of its power or something. Yeah, I right? agree with you. There, so like, yeah horror movies you know what i mean horror movies like there's the most fucked up shit in horror movies but like everyone knows that that's a thing and it's fine because you can listen to that or watch that for a thing but people want music it's like satanist band or whatever like they probably like you know they're probably they could be nice people i don't know they're lovely people nurgle's lovely he was one of the judges yeah like like, got talent like like it (laughs) 
just because they make like you don't assume that every director of a horror film is like a murderer you know what I mean it's like but, it's just like a, it's like it's to invoke a feeling and a mood but yeah but it's also this idea that like um, I think like I'm not I'm not a Satanist um, <laughs> but I feel uh, sure. people people have this idea that Satanism is you know you sacrifice a kid once a month and you burn down churches and all this kind of carry on Um Satanism, no, that's, that's Catholicism. Satanism is far, but like every image of Satan has been created by Catholicism. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it. Um, yeah. Like I'm reading yeah, a book. Yeah. I'm reading a book on the at the moment, which is the entire history of of the illustrated history of Satan. And um, he originally was a guy with uh, he was a man, and his head is where his arse should be, and he was kind of a joke character. He wasn't really a. Now we're getting we're getting completely sidetracked here, but basically what I'm saying is like this idea that Satanists are these evil people is 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 bonkers. It's not true. They they believe in obviously they believe in Satan, but the idea that they worship evil is 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 um is is patui, <laughs> patui. Anyway, okay. uh, I, I we could go on, but I, I would highly recommend. Yeah, it's called Damned. Uh, it's an history of history book of the devil. You will find some interesting things from it, but yeah, he uh, Satan was originally drawn as a man nice. where his uh, his face is where his art should be. It's hilarious, but <laughs> but yeah, no, the Satanist by Behemoth. Can that be the artwork for this podcast. <laughs> oh my god! If I can, well, it probably could be because under under uh, fair use, it's over a hundred years old. So yeah, we might as well use that. Yeah, might as well. It beats using it beats using the album covers, which is what we used last time. Um, we'll use <laughs> yeah, yeah. we'll use we'll use yeah we'll use the devil's the, the an old image of the devil. Yeah, fuck yeah, might as well, man. <laughs> uh, I really hope my dad doesn't get sent this episode. Anyway, moving on. Uh, it's uh, it's <laughs> it's your turn, Zach. <laughs> okay. Hello. To close it all out, what's the al- no. what's the what's the closing? We're, you were talking closing Satanism. Cl- yeah, we're talking. You were talking Satanism and and devils and all that, and I'm here to preach gospel, not strictly gospel, actually, but um, someone who, this person, they, yeah, it's Donny Hathaway live. Oh my God, Donny I thought Hathaway you said Daniel O'Donnell was, there for a second, and I was like, what the fuck are no. you doing? I was like, we're cl- we're cancelling uh, this no. podcast straight away. <laughs> Mate, you cancelled our podcast when you had the the last song on there. No, the Satanist. There's plenty of Satanists that yeah, live in Ireland. No. There's plenty of Satanists that live in Ireland. <laughs> um, yeah, Donny Donny Hathaway live. Um, what you call it? Donny Hathaway was a sort of soul singer slash like uh, Wurlitzer keyboard kind of like. Well, musician, like multi-instrumentalist, I think. Well, but anyway, like an amazingly talented singer and and also keyboard player. I didn't realize for so long that he plays the keyboards in like all his songs and the li- it's it's amazing that he can sing to the ability he sings and also shred on the keys. Um he was so I'm giving a little backstory because it's a live album. So it's I think the context is kind of important for this album. But basically, Donny Hathaway was kind of a music nerd. He was born in like, I think, the 40s or 50s or so. He went, he he like big music nerd into like classical as much as he was into everything else. Like he was really broad taste of stuff. He started off his career. I think he was a lecturer or a teacher, a music. He he did studied music um, and he was a teacher and um, 
like uh, in a, in a college, I think he was a teacher while he was also working for Curtis Mayfield, uh, for May- his record label Mayfield Records, what? and kind of like as a session player. What years? He this was kind of sorry. too shit hot. Zach. What year is it? Sorry. Uh, this is like around late sixties. Okay, so this late sixties, okay, so and then the album. The, okay, but the, yeah, and the live album was recorded in nineteen seventy one, released in nineteen seventy two, but the thing with with Donny Hathaway was like he was a shit hot like session player, and. Apparently, they didn't want him to like go solo because they knew he was so talented and they'd lose him as a valuable session player in like studios if he was a solo star. You know what I mean? But Donny Hathaway, like he just has, in my opinion, like the greatest voice. Like if there was a Holy Spirit that infiltrated the body and like sang, it's this sound to me. That's like and he was a religious guy. He his family were very religious um, he was consistently like devoutly religious throughout his life, but he moved away to secular music. You know what I mean? He used to he started as playing in like gospel services and churches, yeah. and he, like he learned a lot of his like his performing skills from church and gospel, and kind of the like the black community and around the gospel stuff. And his like grandmother was like really disheartened when he moved away from gospel. And started writing like secular, just normal did, like did he, soul or did, pop did or whatever. Did he write that out of um, out of a need to, or was it more kind of a, a commer- like? Did he write that as it a personal need to, or was it a, a, a conscious uh, commercial uh, reason? As in why he moved to secular? Yeah, like did or, he did, did he move to yeah, secular? So he, did, he, he, did, did he move to secular? Basically, go and like can make a few records, or did he basically go? I'm done with. I think I think or? he st- I think it might have st- I can't remember but I think it might have started like that but basically his kind of philosophy was like I'm into all music from your your lowest of your like blues field recordings to your classical high whatever I love it all he sees it as one thing like he doesn't differentiate between all this stuff anyway uh Donny Hathaway live I'll give you a little sample before I go on cuz I this is one of my favorite albums of all time Oh, wow. It's a live album. I think it's it's You've the best live album I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> really? Have never, I, I definitely mentioned it a million no, times. No, you haven't. You've never. never mentioned this before. Which is I why think I must said, keep it to myself. Which as, is why when you said it, I was just like... I must... <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is he talking about? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think it'll, it'll make sense when you hear it. Like, okay. um, it took, like I, only just, I only really got into him and like like the pandemic funny enough right but like it's like I've listened to this like every week since what? since like April you've never yeah, honestly you like every week you've never said this to me ever like <laughs> I can't believe I think it's just because I love it so much I just like just talk I just, about non-stop music and you've yeah. never mentioned this <laughs> I don't know why I just I, I don't know I I Honestly, like this, I discovered it in like April, I think of of la- like him. Like I knew a couple of his songs. Like you, you know a few of his songs. I've heard his voice. Like one of his songs. Like his songs have been sampled and used in so many things. Right. Give us but, a. Give us a. Give us yeah. a. Yeah. There. What, what? How do you spell his name? Daniel. What? So I would say, Donny Hathaway. Oh, Donny. I'm gonna say that. Well, I'd Is recommend that I-E or Donny. D O N N Y. D O N N Y. Why? Why? Hathaway. Um, I'm going to suggest that we listen to three snippets and it's the live album. Holy shit, 57 million plays on his number one song. Um, so we are listening oh, to... Oh man, he's, you'll know a few of his songs. Is he kind of like an Isaac Isaac uh, Isaac Hayes type of character, is he? Or 
Li- live, at, of, live at the bitter um, end. A little is it? different. No, just live, just live. Just live. Okay. That that actually that bitter end album is actually so the live album is split. The A side is live at the Troubadour Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and the B side is live at the Bitter End why New York. Why am I getting the feeling that he? The a side's. A, why com- am I getting the feeling that he had a bad death? He, he did. Yeah. What did he die? <laughs> I'll get to that after we okay, give it a okay. snippet. So what's the? What's, uh, I'll explain what's after the, the little uh, snippet. Hey girl. I would give. No, I'd give, I'd give, first of all, I'd give what's going on, just start it from the beginning because it's like a live album and just to get a sense of like him because the bits I'm going to show you are relevant to like things I love about the album. Okay, but like, okay, okay. I'll give, like, just just put on what's going on live, um, which is a Marvin Gaye track. Oh, okay. Wow. It's stunning. Like wow. I like do you see what I mean by like the holy if 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 there was someone yeah. who was like channeling like if there if there is a god like I'm not particularly religious. I'm spiritual but not religious. But like if there was like some sort of like a pure essence of yeah. like love, I think it's his voice. That maybe and that sounds is, really that maybe cheesy. Happy, like, like listen to that just the and you know yeah. but you know what the you know what the annoying thing is though when I was listening to it was that um you yeah. said that he had a sad death and that's what's going through my head. I was like, we, that, why does he oh, strike me as a guy? Why does he strike me as a person that had unbelievable talent and something tragic happened to him? He just, don't tell me it was, so, don't uh, tell me he wasn't involved. Did he get caught up in the crack epidemic in the, I'm, I'm gonna, no, okay, no. So I'll give you a little okay. more. I, I was, I was recently reading a book about him. The only book that's ever been written kind of about his life. I, ha- I bought it like a while ago and I only just, Finished it today, actually, funny enough, because I was like, if I'm going to talk about this, I better finish it. So like I had like a little bit left to go. But he um, he like he he was so talented. And how do I where am I going with this? Give me one second. So so like he he was around in like the early 70s and like a lot of his music is like what I call like softly political where it's like he's not like necessary well, but again there are songs that are more definitely political but it's like his sort of way of dealing with all the struggles of like you know as, as, like the black struggles and the civil rights and like Martin Luther King was assassinated and like like there was like horrific like unemployment and like conditions and everything Can I ask one um, thing? but what he would do would he would what what, yeah. what where was he from which which uh, which where which state was he from oh, which city gosh. was he from I I know he spent a lot of time in New York, but I don't okay. know where he was actually from. He might have been from like Philadelphia. I don't actually know. I can't remember. Um, because he, you know, he kind of traveled around. Yeah. I should I should know, but um, he uh, Chicago. What you call it like his kind of way of combating that, Chicago. like was like really sort of from Chicago. He's really like uplifting and sort of like ch- trying to ch- trying to bring like church and gospel to like secular music and like a sort of sense of like community and like hope and like we will get through this like a solidarity and like yeah. 
and you can hear that all over his music. Oh, like, 100%. And I what's weird is like, you know, seconds. half his... Yeah, and like a, half of this live album or like three three of the eight songs on the live album are covers and he did a lot of covers but he would like oftentimes cover like other black artists or I mean there's a Carol King cover which we'll get to um, but yeah like one thing I was going to say for the, uh, the next snippet it, it's like this the way this album was recorded they had a truck outside of the venue and they didn't tell anyone that they were going to be recording the gig but they had gone in and set up the mic so that they could really capture the sound of the audience and I'm not sure if it was like the first time someone had tried this but it maybe was the first time that someone like fucking nailed like capturing the vibe of a gig and like I love this album because it's like you can hear history like you can hear people talking and like and and what I was going to say is this this like he he does a lot of the like communal like interaction with the crowd and like spoiler alert if like when I you know if I do a gig next gig I do or whatever it's going to be trying to channel the magic of like this album it's just like um, if you go onto the ghetto, right? If you queue up the ghetto and jump to about, I think, ten minutes. Let me see. Can I get y'all to see this with me? Holy fuck me, so, dude. That's that's You awesome. see what I mean? You can hear the crowd. Are you can hear the joy. You can just you can hear, hear the like, joy of just pure like let's have totally a fucking great. Like, but now I'm not 100% sure. And part sure. of me thinks, the song part about of the ghetto, me thinks that why I'm so obsessed with this album. Oh, that that song is a very it's like mostly instrumental imagine. jam, but Oh, it's mostly instrumental. Okay. Yeah, but there's not really any lyrics in the song. Okay. It's just kind of that chorus and it's an instrumental kind of jam, but it's just such a banger and it's got a load of solos like in it. That's why it's like 13 minutes long because it's just like absolute shit. Yeah, I was wondering why it was so me, long. Like, I thought that the most band. of the crowd, introduction, crowd um, interaction. Um, no, that that's why I skipped to there for the crowd interaction. Okay. But um, yeah, like he, he really brings like a joy and a kind of like, that's where I'm like, if Church was like this album, which is what he was trying to do with his music, was to try and bring like not like preaching but like the same feeling of church into yeah. like his gigs but and I was like if church was like this album I we'd go every week like, do you ever see a gospel you know church? <laughs> no I swear to Christ I only had this uh, I only had this conversation with my mum and um, we were talking about um, we have a, a particular priest we have a partic- couple of priests I mean I've, I, I don't go to mass anymore um, and it's because regardless of what it's because of um I just uh, like my mom gives out about the priest every so often because he's he's boring mm. and mass is just boring, and they tell these sermons that go on for like thirty minutes and they're not really they're not really saying anything at all. Do you know what I mean? But then you go you look yeah, at yeah. the American gospel churches, like the 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 the, the, the those that that with that gospel choir, mm. and they actually get you involved. 
it's okay to dance. Yeah. It's okay to have these amazing, like just sing song things for, for everything. Now they may go on for like three hours long, but it doesn't matter if they're unbelievably fun. And I think that's one of the, like, uh, I, yeah. I think that's one of the things that we need here. Like, I'm not going to be, I'm not a bi- I've had I'm not- the same conversation with my mum. I know, I, like, I'm not a bi- We're we not- planning to go. We're planning to go, myself and my mum, to a gospel service if we can find one. There is some in Dublin, but obviously I don't think they're going to be happening to that extent until kind of roughly gigs are happening. You know what I mean? Because it's like the line is pretty blurred. Well, I'll say I'll finish up on Donnie and I'll explain like how he died. Basically, oh, so like he only made studio albums. He lived forever. He only made he solo forever. albums. He did not die. <laughs> I wish, man. He did. He did, though. He did live forever in a way because his music is so like timeless. It's just incredible. Like I've been obsessed with him now for like the last year. He's become one of my all time favorites. So basically, um, he he made studio so he was working like behind the scenes he never really made much money he then had a hit album i think it was donny hathaway and roberta flack uh, he he did like a duets album with her that's like still probably his most famous album maybe second to this um and i think it was he started like when he made loads of money like he gave it all he invested it all back in the black community which oh, is incredible legend, like yeah. he was investing it in like programs and facilities and services like local to him he basically i think in 1972 so this album was recorded in 1971 also what's what's interesting is the marvin gaye what's going on cover um was that song only came out earlier in the year that he covered it right and he then and same with Jealous Guy Jealous Guy he does a cover of John Lennon's Jealous Guy which is like kind of just shits all over John Lennon's one um, ah no that's a bit mean but like I was um, about to say fucking watch and, your and words that song, man that song came out that, that came uh, well like uh, listen listen yeah. like John Lennon wrote the song that's never gonna be taken away from him but Did like he? the performance of the song is like yeah John Lennon wrote the song Jealous Guy Wasn't that the but other, anyway uh, it doesn't matter um, getting in pedantics here anyway go on anyway uh, like the John Lennon song came out six weeks before he recorded this gig right and he'd, he made a cover of it that's like incredible but the what's going on one Marvin Gaye like his daughter thought her for a, a long time of her life that her dad had written that song because she just associated it with his voice and singing it hearing his, his version yeah. and even Marvin Gaye upon hearing uh, his version was like yeah when I heard that I actually had to question had I written that song or had he like it oh, was wow. like that's, a, that's yeah. probably one of the most ultimate and even like, best conference um, you could ever get like totally like but basically he had paranoid schizophrenia and Oh no! He it started getting worse from I think 1972 onward, and his last album, which is kind of classical music influence, called Extensions of a Man, was 1973, and then from 1973 until 1979, his condition just kind of got worse, and he would like, I think I need to read this quote though, because this this quote was mad, uh, like interesting. I thought that like he would he would like say things like do you see that superman just flew past the window and people would be like like you know like like you could apparently you couldn't ignore it after a while like anytime you were with him for longer than like 5 minutes he would start like seeing things or like kind of like you know uh, what a, you know awful stuff but um he said he said this thing at one point in a studio towards the end of his life where he was like he freaked out and was like said to someone they're trying to kill me and then the guy said, who? He said, white people. 
They have my brain hooked up to a machine and they're stealing my music and my sound. And I was like, do you know what's mad? It's like that definitely actually it's like that could be a delusion, but it's also it's a prophecy. It's weirdly metaphorical. It's like a prophecy. Yeah, Yeah, it's like that literally like like white people have stolen. I'm stealing his stuff like (laughs) like I'm trying to emulate him like. But uh, the last thing I'd say, like, it's just it's just the most incredible, like his studio albums are amazing as well. But like this album is like it's electric. It's just there's nothing that like it's to me, it's just magic. I cannot get enough of it. Um, it just brings me to a, this another level like it like it makes me if, if there was a fucking, you know, if you want to get religious, this makes me feel spiritual. This album, it's yeah, just but there are, amazing. There's nothing wrong. What, like that's the, 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 that's a great that's a great thing like as I said I'm not a spiritual person I'm not oh, a religious no, totally. person I'm, but there are moments where you're just kind of going like fuck I'd love to be a part of this this is fucking great and that sounds like the yeah. perfect kind of but he, way he, he wasn't like he wasn't like I'm not he's not he's not, I a, know religious he's not a religious gospel yeah, singer not, yeah. but it's just that it's just that that was where he started his musical career and he went totally not writing that music really like except a couple of tracks that are kind of mentioning God but what I'd say is the last thing is he does a cover uh, of Carol King's You've Got a Friend which there's no backing singers in this gig like it's just him and like a band of like two guitars bass and drums and him on the keyboard and a and a bongo player but he he does the Carol King song and like you can hear in that version we'll play a snippet but like the crowd from the instant the song starts they know they recognize the the cover and then in the second chorus he kind of stops singing and lets all the girls in the crowd just do the main vocal. Oh, and it's, sweet. It's amazing. Like, you can hear. You got to, yeah, yeah, give, 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 us, you've got a so give us a time Maybe there, jump to you? like. Maybe, I, I'm not 100%. Maybe jump to like a minute and 30 seconds. <laughs> what I love as well is that like nobody in the crowd knew that that was being recorded for an album. Yeah, there's there's no it's it's that like, sense that of, was just natural. Yeah, it's natural. It's beautiful. You can and he's like, can everyone tell like, you got a friend? You can just just sort of was like, you've got a friend. It's ah, uh, I yeah. I it put a big smile on my face. I have to say, our music, uh, our 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 last picks were very different to each other. <laughs> couldn't have been like more polar opposite. <laughs> Well, my uh, my my final pick was actually uh, I find the Satanist to be a very positive album, uh, in a very different way. Oh no, I I totally get that. Like, I get that. It's it's just in terms of like aesthetics, it's totally like opposite ends. I guess that's I I don't know. Do you have any? Sorry, actually, I completely. Do you have anything more to say about no, that album? I don't think of it. Listen to Donny Hathaway. Just anybody. He's just like incredible. Um. Yeah, and my closing remarks are: um, regardless of whether you like the albums that I picked or not, that's fine. But all those people are still alive. I would highly recommend uh, listening to any of Power Trip um, because 
uh, not trying to get emotional, but Riley Gale was a, a particular singer that and musician that he was only 34 when he died and his music was absolutely incredible. Power Trip of the name of his band. I would just highly recommend listening to them. They were they were an amazing band. They were and they still are an amazing band. I don't know where they're going to go in the future, but just check them out and just you know, if you like his stuff, just make note of it. Just let the band know. Um, I think they could do with the support at the moment. But uh, yeah, Friday Gale, check them out. Regardless of any other bands that I mentioned, but just mainly at the end of the day, check out Power Trip. And that's kind of my little note at the end. I think they're. Have you ever Zach? Did you ever listen to them? Nice. No, they're really good. I'm not gonna lie to you, Barra. I never did. No, but they're they're like uh, they're like old school thrash metal, and like Behemoth are gonna be around. I think Negro is one of these guys that just won't die. I think he'll be around for years. Um, uh, Pupil Pupil Slicer are really young. They'll be around for ages. <laughs> I love the way you laugh. I I actually I laugh at the name as well. Pupil, Pupil Slicer. Slicer. It's, it's so specific so, and like it's so like like like. <laughs> Doctor, like surgical, surgical. But like, like, you, like you, you've been in, you've been in the room coming up with a band name before. Like, like do you mean like I know, yeah. I know you, you pupil slicer. Imagine going like pupil slicer. That's it. That's the name. It's just, it's, just, it's like let's pick. What about foreskin peeler? <laughs> Ball bag cutter. <laughs> let's think of the most gross thing. Like, I uh, like eyes for me. Like, uh, like I'm a big. You know me. Like I'm a big horror fan, and I like belly button funnel. <laughs> oh my god, Zach! In in a weird, in a weird like alternative universe, me and you have started a grindcore band, and our name is ba- belly button <laughs> belly belly button funneler. <laughs> And I and I actually use I actually use the synth that I have and make weird noises off it and we're like a noisy yes. grindcore band. Yeah. But um <laughs> and then what's the other one? And Big Brave, Big Bravers, Big Brave are gonna be kicking for a while. They're young, they're young as fuck as well. But uh man, this has been great. Uh, we did say at the very beginning that we're gonna try and keep it short and yeah. sweet. Uh this is longer than the old like this is long this later. is longer than the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just there's loads we of stuff we literally to cut. said we just literally cut, said cut, at the very cut. beginning there's nothing we can cut because uh, the last time was a lot of bollocks of us going to the bathroom all the time this one is is has been fairly concise it yeah. just we literally said at the very beginning all right we're going to try and keep it i said we're going to try to keep it to an under an hour and a half <laughs> look you're just gonna have to cut la- like, no 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 the last episode did really well the last those. episode did really well people people actually vied with it so Fuck him. Okay. <laughs> Fuck him. Look, realistically, if they don't get to this, if, if they probably won't hear it because they won't get to this part, so it doesn't really matter. So we can say whatever we want. Yeah, we yeah. can say the most horrendous shit in the world. <laughs> anyway, man, fantastic oh, time okay. chatting to you, um, as always. Yeah, and, lovely. Um, I guess I'll talk to you soon, I suppose. <laughs> yeah.